is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Open the window eastward and shoot. The church is shooting out of a lot of windows today in all different directions. We're shooting at symptoms, we're addressing symptoms, but we're not addressing the real problem. The real problem is sin, and the era of the Lord's deliverance is the cross of Christ. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 13. 2 Kings, chapter 13. Move down, if you will, to verse 15. 2 Kings 13, verse 15. And Elisha said unto King Joash, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said unto the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it, and Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The era of the Lord's deliverance and the era of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till thou hast consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times. Then thou hast smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And I want to continue with the message we started last week. Falling short of God's best. At the time of our passage today, the Syrians had made several incursions into Israel, and there were heavy casualties in Israel. All of this was taking place at a time when Elisha, the man of God, one of the most anointed prophets in Israeli history, was on his deathbed. And King Joash went to see Elisha on his deathbed. These Syrian incursions caused him a lot of trouble. So he went to inquire of the Lord through Elisha, And despite the fact that this man worshipped the gold calves, Elisha helped him. Now the help that this king was looking for, I doubt very seriously all of which I've just read to you was what he was expecting. But that's pretty much the case with much of the world out here. What the church has to offer, what we have to give them, 
will help them more than anything else in this world. But when you get down to it, it doesn't make sense to the world out here. And I'll deal with that in just a little bit. Elisha told the king, if you'll look there in verse 15, he said, Take bow and arrows. He was basically telling Joash that he was going to have to fight the enemy that was threatening to kill him. But in verse 16, we see where he wouldn't be alone. The Bible says in verse 16 that Joash put his hand upon the bow and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And all of this, the Lord was telling this ungodly king, if you're willing to fight, I'll help you. Glory to God. Did, did you hear what I said? If you're willing to fight, the Lord will help you. That's, that's the key to salvation right there. You got to recognize you got a problem and you got to be willing to fight. That's the problem with a lot of people. They want to be saved, but they're not willing to fight. It, see, all of us are called to a fight. It's spiritual warfare. You got to be willing to fight. You got a lot of people who want to be saved today, but they don't want to fight anything. If you're going to be saved, my friend, you're going to have to fight. And the fight that you're called to fight is not what you think. It's a fight of faith. It's a fight of faith, keeping your faith anchored in Christ, who he is, and what he did at Calvary. Because every temptation that Satan hits you with is but for one purpose. You think, well, the devil wants me to have an affair with this woman over here. Well, the devil wants me to take one little sip so I'll become an alcoholic. Well, the devil wants me to try this drug so I'll become addicted. Well, the devil wants this, and the devil wants me to try that, and, and, and the devil wants... to. And, and the list goes on and on. No, the devil's ultimate game, my friend, is to pull you away from the finished work of Christ. Because, my friend, if you lose your faith, you might lose your freedom and go to jail. But that's totally different, my friend, than you losing your soul. Your soul is the most valuable thing that you possess. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Your soul is so valuable that Jesus Christ came into this world and died for you. He paid an awful price for you to be saved. And all it takes is simple faith in who he is and what he did. But it's more than just a one-time situation. You've got to maintain your faith in his finished work. And that's where Satan's going to hit you at. Every temptation that the enemy throws your way is to pull you away from God. God was willing to help this ungodly king who worshipped the gold calves. And this was under the Old Testament. How much more is he willing to help us under the New Testament? 
Are you, are you getting this? God wants to help you to become an overcomer. He wants to help you to become more Christ-like. He wants to help you to ultimately get across that finish line in heaven. That's what he wants to do. But you need to understand this today. The one that God has given us, the Holy Spirit, Jesus spoke about him. In John 14, 16, he said, I'll pray to Father, and he'll give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. That's the Holy Spirit. That is the most powerful force in all of the universe. The one that actually did all the work behind the scenes in the book of Genesis when this world was created. The most powerful force in the universe that created this world wants to help you to be more Christ-like. But you need to understand that the only way the Holy Spirit will work is by keeping your faith anchored in Christ and him crucified. The Holy Spirit will not work outside of that. And the problem is, Joash was half-hearted. He worshipped the gold calves. And the enemy come in, and thousands of soldiers were dying, and he wasn't getting any help from his false prophets, so now he decided to turn to Jehovah God. Through the prophet Elisha. But his heart was half-hearted. He was divided between gold calves and Jehovah God. I wonder today how much of the church is divided over the gold calves and the finished work of Christ. You see, in order for you to have victory... Your faith has to be exclusively in Christ and what he did. Not Christ and humanistic psychology. Okay? Not Christ and water baptism. Now, I know I just upset some people, but water baptism does not save you. It does not save you. There was some concern the other day when I prayed for a man to be saved, and the question was asked, well, he, he, he passed away, and they said, well, he never got baptized. Does that mean he was saved? Yes, that man was saved. Well, the Bible says you have to be baptized. Your baptism is in Christ Jesus. The moment you got saved, you were baptized into Christ. Romans chapter 6. You were baptized into his death. You were buried with him by baptism into death and raised with him to walk in a newness of life. Glory to God. Water baptism is just an outward sign to everybody out there that you got saved. The thief on the cross didn't have time to be baptized. He didn't have time to walk up and shake a preacher's hand. He didn't have time to walk into the church and, and say, I want to become a member. He didn't have time for that. But Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. And why? Because he just simply turned to Christ and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. <laughs> Glory to God. I feel chill bumps this morning. Glory to God. Somebody needed that.
You don't have to be baptized. But now, if you're well-bodied and able, and you're saved, you need to get in the tank. And you need to baptize your pocketbook, too. Uh, Hello? It all belongs to the Lord. Your attitude to God should be, Lord, use me to the fullest extent that you can. You can't go into this thing half-hearted, kind of halfway. See, God does not want weekend visits from his children. He wants full custody. He wants full custody and half-hearted won't work. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Well, I just want to cover all my bases, Brother James. That's where your problem is at. That's where you're going to miss it. Because there's only one base you need to cover, and that's faith in Christ and his finished work. That's it. Your faith being in all this other stuff. Paul told the Galatians, because they had a problem with this. He said, if you do these things, because there were some in the church saying, well, you've got to be circumcised to be saved. You've got to keep these Sabbath days to be saved. You got to do this, you got to do that. The list goes on and on. And Paul said, if you place your faith in the doing of those things. But now, and here's the thing those Galatians, they believed in Christ. They believed in the virgin birth. They believed in his death, burial, and resurrection. But they also believed this over here. Why? Because they wanted to cover all the bases. And your faith cannot be divided. With all these other things. Your faith has to be exclusively in the finished work of Christ. That's when the Holy Spirit works. See, the devil's kicking some of you in the teeth because your faith is divided just like Joash of old. His faith was divided in the gold calves over here. And he wanted to go talk to Jehovah because he was having all these problems. And the reason some of you are having some of the problems that you're having today is because your faith is divided. You got God over here, but you're also doing this. Your faith is really in this over here. You got to let this over here go and, and just cling to the cross. Cling to the old rugged cross because it is there that you will find the victory that you're looking for. Elisha said, open the window eastward and shoot. And in verse 17, we see where Joash shot an arrow, and Elisha said, Behold the arrow of the Lord's deliverance from Syria. Elisha was telling Joash that the victory was his if he'd only trust God's way of deliverance. And today, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance is the cross because it was there. That Jesus paid man's sin debt. You can have victory today. The arrow of the Lord's deliverance is the cross of Christ. And he can deliver you from drugs. He can deliver you from alcohol. He can deliver you from the bondages of hell. I don't care how dark it is, how sick it is, how perverted it may be. God can deliver you today if you will place your faith in Christ. And trust Him with your whole heart. But you see, the problem today is, most of us like to do that which only makes sense to us. You see, Joash had this problem. His enemy was more to the north 
than to the east. It made more sense to go over to the north window and shoot arrows toward the north because that's where the enemy was at. But Elisha said, open the east window and shoot out the east. That doesn't make sense. Again, like I said, a lot of things that God tells us to do doesn't make sense. Brother James, it doesn't make sense to place my faith in a man that died on a wooden gibbet 2,000 years ago. How in the world is that going to help me with my problem today? Well, if you've got that kind of attitude, it ain't going to help you. But if you'll just trust what I'm saying today, trust what this book right here says, my friend, you'll find victory. My friend, you'll find deliverance. My friend, you'll be victorious in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and mara to thy bones. Open the window eastward, and shoot. Now what if Joash had said, no, I think I'm going to shoot out this window over here. It just makes more sense to me if we shoot out the north window instead of the east window. I'm still doing what he says. It's just that I'm going to do what makes sense to me. I believe in the finished work of Christ, but I also believe we've got to have a preacher that's got a doctorate in psychology. Half-hearted, faith divided, man's wisdom, God's wisdom. You can't have it both ways, my friend. You're double-minded. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That's why a lot of churches are falling by the wayside today, because the faith is divided. The faith is in other things. Looks like God, smells like God, sounds like God, but you got a lot of other worldly things mixed in with it, and it's not of God. It's not of God. Open the window eastward and shoot. The church is shooting out of a lot of windows today in all different directions. And we're shooting at symptoms. We're shooting at symptoms. We're addressing symptoms, but we're not addressing the real problem. The real problem is sin. The real problem is the sin nature that's in the heart of man. And the era of the Lord's deliverance is the cross of Christ. Start aiming in the direction that God has pointed and start using the era that he has provided, the cross of Christ. And God has promised that he'll help us do whatever needs to be done. All right. He told the king, in verse 18, to take the arrows and smite upon the ground. And Joash smote on the ground three times and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times. Folks, the church is not beating the ground enough today with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, well, Brother James, I don't understand that because every other channel I go across on my television said there's a preacher up there preaching the gospel. No, he might be preaching something, but he's not preaching the gospel. Because if it's not Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, that died on the cross, was buried and raised from the dead, that's not the gospel. 
A lot of what you hear today is how to get rich, how to be a better you. Oh, you don't have a sin problem. You've just got some psychological defects. The way to love God is to love yourself. Jesus said the way to love God is to deny yourself. If you're going to come after me, you deny yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. If you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, then you'll gain life everlasting. Now, that's what Jesus said. That's not my words. What are you going to do? You're going to believe what the book says? Or are you going to believe something else that makes sense to you? Again, man's wisdom, God's wisdom, half-hearted, wanting to cover all the bases. You're going to wind up losing your soul. The church is not beating the ground enough with the gospel of Christ, number one. Number two, the second thing I see here is this. The men of God in this country, the preachers, are not passionate enough about the word of God. Elisha was wroth with the king because he was not beating the ground enough. Now, I want you to understand this. Elisha was standing before one of the mightiest men on earth at that time, Joash. Joash could have given the orders to cut his head off right then. What's Elisha got to lose? He's on his deathbed anyway. He's going on up to heaven. He's just going to go on, shell it down, tell it like it is. And we need more preachers like that today. The reason a lot of preachers won't shell it down is because, well, they might lose that Mercedes they're driving. That bank account might not be quite as full People ain't going to give in the church, Brother James, if I preach like you do. Well, join the crowd. This brother right back here told me last Sunday when he left, he said I, he, he's got people that come into his business all the time, and the man told him, he said, they charge $15 a head to come in his church. Am I right? $15 a head to come in the church. And if you want to sit up front... On the first two to three rows, it's $100 a head. That's not a church. I don't know what you want to call it, but that's not a church. Amusement, thank you. Well, see, that's what a lot of the churches morphed into today, entertainment. We become lovers of pleasures more than we have lovers of God. But just because the Bible is mentioned here and there and God is mentioned here and there, then everything's okay. Jesus said, you're poor, miserable, blind, and naked. You make me sick. You make me want to throw up. In other words, you ain't going when the rapture takes place. You're going to be stuck back here to go through seven years of tribulation if you make it. All right, I've said a lot of stuff I didn't come here to say today, and I've run out of time. But Elisha was telling the truth, and we need more preachers like that today. He just told the king whether it offended him or not. He told him flat out. He got angry with him and told him, said, you should have smitten the ground five or six times. He only smoked the ground three times because he wasn't fully invested in the things of God. And how many people today are going to church and they're really not fully invested in the things of God? This man went to Elisha and he listened to what Elisha had to say out of respect for him. But was he really taking it to heart? 
No, he only beat the ground three times. He was half-hearted. Just like a lot of people going to church today, they come to church half-hearted. They come, they sit in the pew, they go through all the motions, they stand when it's time to stand, they open the hymn book, and you might see their mouth move, but they, have, they don't bit more know what they're singing about than the president knows what he's talking about. Amen. Going through the motions, just doing it out of respect for some others that are there, but the, really they're there, the porch light's on, but ain't nobody home. Their minds is a million miles away. Does that describe some of you? You come to church today, you've, you've sat there, you've heard what was, what was said. Those of you listening to my radio, you, you, you've got me on and you're, you're, you're listening, but your mind is on something else. Are you wholehearted toward the things of God or are you half-hearted toward the things of God? And I'm here to tell you today, church, that Joash... He didn't get the victory that God wanted him to have. He didn't have God's best because of that issue of being half-hearted. His faith was split between Jehovah God and those gold calves. And does that fit you today? Falling short of God's best because you're half-hearted toward the things of God. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.